Attention everyone, this is an emergency broadcast. The unpleasant noise you are about to hear coming from your radio is not a mistake. Please do not turn off your radio, but turn up the volume on your receiver as high as it can go so that you can make the sound we broadcast as loud as possible. The monsters will now start attacking Tokyo. You may wish to deny it, but your eyes tell you it's true. Sound. I'll turn up the sound so you can hear the monsters dueling to the deck. And welcome to episode 270 of the Kaiju Cast, a podcast 100% dedicated to Godzilla and all of his rubber-suited foes. My name is Kyle, and this is the third episode of August 2019, and a very special news-heavy episode. And joining me to talk about this is my good friend Gretchen. Hey. Hey, welcome back. Thanks. Now, you actually have not been on an episode since the G-Fest episode, How's Life in Gretchenville? It's been good. I've just been working on my HP Lovecraft Film Festival film queue, mm. judging films for that festival. Yes, yes. That is coming up in October, right? Correct. Big times. That's a lot of movies you have to watch for that, right? <laughs> There's a lot. Oh, my God. I'm, like, falling behind. I feel really bad, too, because I keep sending messages like, hey, sorry, like, I need to watch more tonight. <laughs> I can't imagine having to watch multiple movies every night. And they're all, and the, the problem is, is that there's just such a range. Like, some are... Some are great. Some, some are, are great. great. Yeah. Some are great. And then some are not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got to take the good with the bad, right. right? That's what the facts of life were all about, whatever. <laughs> anyway, we're here to talk about news because, oh my gosh, seriously, I think I, I just alluded to it in our G-Fest coverage. There was a lot of news that happened and dropped right at the beginning of G-Fest, and then there was San Diego Comic-Con, and it just sort of just kept coming more and more news. So we have three top stories to talk about. A couple of other little interesting tidbits that I wanted to share. Uh, but we're going to actually kick things off with a little bit of a housekeeping and a news announcement and a catastrophic event. Because here in Portland, Oregon, at the historic Hollywood Theater, Godzilla-thon is happening August 30th through September 1st. And they're showing... Four classic Showa-era Godzilla movies, Destroy All Monsters, Godzilla on Monster Island, which is Godzilla vs. Gigan, Godzilla vs. Megalon, and Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla. Not to mention the fact that they're all 35mm. They're all 35mm. Oh, it's going to um, be glorious. Okay, so I have some... This is just more information. They are all going to be dubbed, which I know Gretchen's not mm. a huge fan of. However, let's talk it's about this for a second. Let's talk about this because they're all 35 millimeter, which means these are like the classic movies that were played here in the States. Yeah. So you're going to get the best versions. It's true. Of those that are out there. It's not that different. I mean, basically, you got Destroy All Monsters, which I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting the AIP version, which is vastly superior to the international dub. And yeah. then now, the one I'm really excited for is Godzilla versus Gigan, which is actually known here in the States or was known when it was released in theaters <laughs> in a limited theatrical run, I believe. Godzilla on Monster Island. 
and I have never, ever seen that specific version of the film before. Oh, cool. So I'm like, ooh, because every single one I've seen has always been labeled Godzilla versus Gigan, and it's always had some weird inconsistencies with what is being shown at what time. There's some cuts that were made. Mm. So I'm looking forward to seeing what this version is like, because like I said, they are on 35 millimeter. Oh, man. I'm excited. I have never, and I don't want to sound snobby that it's saying, I've never seen these in dub, <laughs> but I'm relatively new to Godzilla films in the long run. Yeah. So most of the things that I've seen have been Japanese in Japanese, and I've watched subtitles. Plus, you're like a fellow weeb. I am too, a fellow weeb. So we like yeah. that. We like the original Japanese language yeah. stuff a lot. And, and we have an affinity towards hearing the Japanese language. So... I think it makes sense that you haven't seen a lot and you don't really, you're not like, ooh, I'm excited to hear that voice actor not, <laughs> you know, talk over this Japanese actor. <laughs> I, but it's funny, though, because there's a, it's crazy if you grew up with this stuff. And I'm not saying that I grew up with these movies, but sure. even even just when I became a Godzilla fan, the movies that I was getting from the video store were the classic dubs of these films. So there is like a level of nostalgia to the first time I saw these movies. I don't know why my voice cracked there, but... <laughs> you were thinking about your younger days. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be like Peter and the Brady Bunch and start, ah, is this Godzilla versus Gigan? Anyway, so it's just exciting to me to be able to see, you know... I'm, we're going to see Godzilla versus the cosmic monster. It's we're not seeing be... Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Oh. We're not seeing Godzilla versus Gigan. We're seeing Godzilla on Monster Island. I'm super excited. Plus, Dan said I get to do some stuff for the theater. So I'm hoping he just lets me do some cool stuff. Yeah. Because <laughs> I always like being involved with uh, Godzilla screenings. And hopefully that means maybe some intros. Uh, definitely a display. So. Yeah. We'll have some cool stuff happening. Photo op, maybe. Yeah, that we've got some ideas for that. So I've got to talk so to Dan. Cool, you guys. <laughs> yeah. It could be even cooler, Dan from the Hollywood Theater. <laughs> so just to show your support, listeners, come out to the Hollywood Theater for this. We'll have a link in the show notes to Godzillathon, of course, at the Hollywood Theater. I don't even know what else to say about that. So let's go ahead and smash that news sounder. <laughs> United Nations reporter Eric Carter with the news. The world is stunned to discover that prehistoric creatures exist in the 20th century. The armies have been alerted as we wait for more news from Japan. Gretchen, the amount of news, the, the number, the quantity is mm -hmm. not high, but the impact is very it's, strong. Important things have happened. So we've got three top stories. Which is the one that you want to talk about the most? Shin Ultraman. Okay, let's talk about that. On, I believe, July 31st here in the States, but August yeah. 1st in Japan, Subaraya actually announced they are beginning work or have started work on they Shin picked Ultraman. Actors. Yeah. It's, it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> That's what they say. At first, I was like, I think my reaction at first was like, why? Okay. And then, and because uh, I like at first I was not sure, and then when I heard that it had um, Ano behind it, I was like, "Uh oh, this is gonna be awesome!" <laughs> <laughs> Why is it named Shin though? Why is it gonna be another Shin? So that's the question that I would have. Right, my reaction to this news dropping is that 
Um, well, first up, my initial reaction was just saying, Shin Ultraman, really? <laughs> is that is this a nickname given to this production by people so that, like, they're just like, oh, it's like a rebooted Ultraman, a resurgent, like almost saying Ultraman resurgence. Are they literally going to call it Shin Ultraman? I feel like it's so one of the um, when he re- started redoing the Evangelion series, there was part of the working titles were Shin. Oh, were they? So okay. I feel like this might be like Ano's like working signatures. Title. Okay. That he likes the idea of Shin being like this God destroyer type rebirth ideal. Okay. Because he's into that whole like postmodernism and whatnot. Sure. And I'm not necessarily against him doing that. No, no. But I mean, at first I was like, why? Yeah. That just seems like, okay, we talked about this earlier. My initial reaction was, okay, Shin Godzilla or Shin Godzilla was originally with the good thing here, you're obviously aping that. Like, is that like cool with people? Is it, or is it, cause it sits <laughs> weird with me. I'm like, why, why is it cool for them to just be like, uh, yes, we're also making Shin Ultraman. And we're also using the same people. <laughs> like not an issue. That's fine. <laughs> the same staff. Sure. The same staff, the but same like, creative team. I mean, right. But not like the actors or anything like that. I mean, not I don't, yet. I just so don't, don't really, cons- I don't really consider Subaraya the same kind of company to be like, yeah, we're going to bite us off a piece of that action. Like <laughs> Toho is like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like not Subaraya. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say that because they're involved together with this production. I don't know. Anyway, I'm looking forward to hearing more about it. I know Absolutely. a lot of people are super jazzed about it. And I just there's lots of theories right now. Sit back, ignore the news and yeah. just wait for it to eventually happen. I've seen see like crazy things like people are talking about like those tail monsters from Shin Godzilla are going to be what? Like some of the aliens aspects of the ultra. I know. Right. So <laughs> it's too, just too early to tell. Like, right. Who can we get to? Like, let's finish the Evangelion series because that's happening in 2020. The fourth movie or the. Right, right, right. Because I think I read that, that the deal is he's got to finish Evangelion first. Right. So he's got Evangelion to finish. And then, is it the fourth movie? Uh, I'm just going to say, sure. <laughs> and everyone who loves Evangelion that listens to this show is going to be like, God damn it, Kyle! <laughs> Let's, let me Google real quick. <laughs> I think for me, I'm excited that Ano is working on this property. Like, he clearly has a love for tokusatsu at large, you know, so... We were reviewing his filmography earlier today and talking about Cutie Honey. Yes. And I was telling Gretchen how much I loved his Cutie Honey movie. Like, absolutely adore that film. So this is the fourth. He's working on the fourth entry for Evangelion. Yes. Because it's called 3.0 plus one. And I'm like, please. I get very confused by that. I need someone younger than me to explain that to me. But... Well, uh, I don't do math anymore, and it seems like you're trying to make me do math. I don't appreciate that. (laughs) Don't appreciate it at all. But it is the fourth installment of the series. So first he has to finish that. Correct. And then he can start working on this. I feel like there's they've already got stuff on it, though. Yeah, I think that he is supposed to, like, put himself fully more into the new... edition after he's finished so there's a lot of speculation there's not a lot of stuff yet is that the deal yeah i've just read a lot of like 
because when we were talking about doing this, talking about this episode, Mm -hmm. I did my research and there were some really like off the wall ideas of where the shin like aspects of this is going to be. So, okay, we'll see. We'll see. (laughs) I hope it's not tail monsters. Just saying. I just want to like that to be a one and done. Now, the one thing that we talked about downstairs that we haven't talked about yet Uh, is if this was Shin Godzilla followed by Shin Ultraman, potentially followed by Shin Gamera. Right? If this was just like... What's stopping them? We're rebooting this. Would be funny if it was reboot, 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 and then all of a sudden there was a fourth one and it tied all of the movies together. Say what? I just wouldn't put that past Anna. It would I, probably be like a very fourth wall, like a movie production company like thing. Camera's going to turn around and wink at the audience. <laughs> right, friends? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I just, I, to me, don't call it Shin Ultraman. Give yeah. it a better name than Shin Ultraman. You know, yeah. I've, I've been a little disappointed with some of the names of these movies recently. <laughs> Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yes, I get it. He's the King of the Monsters. They're bowing to the king. It's the same name as 1956's release. Like, don't just steal something from the past. Yeah. That's not nostalgic. (laughs) You know, don't call this Return of Ultraman either. We have a little bit of, like I was saying, like earlier, we have some like reboot fatigue. Like, I get concerned now when we start rebooting beloved series. Everyone in my opinion, should have reboot fatigue. Yeah. Because I think it's, I think it's, it's real. It's, it's valid. Yeah. And it needs to stop. We need to stop with all the reboot. The There's so the many things that have come out of like, out of reboots that have been amazing. I mean, just small stuff, like everything from like Devil May Cry Baby to like Mazinger, like those kinds of reboots. Wonderful. Can I, can I say this about the, not specifically Devil Man. Yeah. Just because I don't have a lot of history with Devil Man, but for the Mazinger thing. Yeah. Mazinger movies and re not reboots necessarily, but like getting a movie that does what Mazinger Z Infinity does, that's nothing new for that genre. True, I true. mean, there's tons of those movies that take elements and smash them together for their movie. You know what I mean? The movie version yeah. of the TV show. And like the just I mean, I agree that those kinds of things are done so well that they stand out, right? But it's also, it's almost less of a reboot, I would say. And I'm more of a fan of that stuff. I Like, Crybaby, I thought was fantastic. Right? I mean, at the same time, it was just weird as hell, but like, yeah. really cool. Uh, listeners, if you have not seen and Devil Man for... Crybaby, it is an adult-oriented <laughs> show. So don't... Don't let the little kids off to watch the little anime. No. <laughs> but very cool. Hand-drawn animation. Yeah, when Gretchen and I talk about the animation properties that we've been watching recently in terms of like Ultraman, Godzilla, Devilman, Mazinger Z, all of them have like, you know, pluses and minuses. And mm-hmm. one of the positive things about Devilman Crybaby is it's all hand-drawn animation. Which is... Not common anymore, you guys. Yeah, especially we found, especially with the Ultraman and Godzilla stuff. Just saying. Just saying. So anyway, uh, Shin Ultraman, going back to it, we're excited about Shin Ultraman. Yes, we are. I mean, I just, I just want them to do something new and unique and have it not just sound like, oh, yeah, we just did the same thing that Shin Godzilla did, you know. 
do something different, make it different. It's going to be different. I have, I have high hopes. I, so Shin Godzilla, unfortunately I'm like spoiled. Right. So I've got like that bar is super, super high and I expect nothing less than that. So. I'm sure you won't be disappointed. Yeah, it'll be great. It could go many routes. <laughs> now, it, are you how are you excited for the fourth entry in Evangelion? Yes. Okay. I am excited. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Okay. Well, uh, should we move along from yes. Shin Ultraman? Since we're talking about Ultraman, why don't we talk about the mm-hmm. Mill Creek Entertainment releasing all of the Ultra series? Essentially, so far, what do we have? We have Ultra Q and Ultraman have been yeah pre-orderable online. So I think I've pre-ordered both of those sets. Have you? Yeah, I'm definitely getting Ultra Q. Like I absolutely so pre-ordered that one. I'm kind of like I'm I'm I just got the Ultra Q Blu-ray series or the series, not Blu-ray. The so DVD. The DVDs. So I'm like. <sighs> so here's what I will say: Mill Creek Entertainment has released several things in the past that are Tokusatsu related. Yeah. Usually they they go through a period where they're very available. Mm-hmm. And then the more people who have waited start buying them, then the less be- they become available. It's a, it's one of those things where it's like they'll produce a bunch of them, but they won't continue to produce them forever. So eventually you get to like a good example right now is Godzilla versus Mechagodzilla mm-hmm. or Son of Godzilla. Right. Like those two movies, I think, have not been released on Blu-ray yet. So. If you want to buy the DVD version of that that came out in 2004, you're going to have to pay like $150 for it oh. because people on the third market, tertiary markets, are upcharging based on the demand. You know, you get some jerk who's like got a ton of money. No offense, people with tons of money, but somebody who's just like, yeah, I don't care. I'll pay $100 for that movie, whatever. Boom. And they just do that. And then what that does is that creates the, the higher demand for it. You know, yeah. A higher price tag for it. So. That's the thing that bugs me, and the reason I brought that up is because what will happen, generally speaking, is, like, they'll come out with a movie. That movie will be totally available, totally for, like, the regular price, sometimes on sale price, and then they sell out of it eventually. And then the people who are new to the genre are like, oh, okay, I want that now. Oh, now the only people who are selling it are third-party sellers who will jack oh, up the price. Oh, I see. I have a lot of trouble with, like, series, trying to find series, like, Japanese um, television series like that. There's a lot of issues with that on its own without, yeah. like, because of the official releases and stuff like that. But just what I would say is I think you could totally hold off on, like, pre-ordering Ultra Q and Ultraman and these series. Mm-hmm. But A, if you wait too long to actually order them, the availability will go down and you will eventually get hit with a much higher price tag than you could have. And that's, you know, hopefully that's years from now. If you don't want to pre-order it, that's fine. But I would also say the benefit of ordering it and pre-ordering it is that you're also supporting the brand. You're supporting that genre and you're showing through the retailers that you are supporting that as a decision on their part to and carry I that. And I have to get the steelbook, of course. <laughs> Do you? I'm not a steelbook I mean... person. It actually would make me very upset if I found out that the steelbook version had better features than <laughs> the regular version. <laughs> I don't like how, you know, we'll talk about, uh, actually, I think we already talked about it in a previous episode, but Godzilla King of the Monsters is coming out on DVD and VH 
VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray very soon. And essentially, there are all these different versions available. And I look at the page on Sci-Fi Japan that details all of those different versions. And I'm like, can someone just like tell me this is the version you want if you want the most amount of special features? That's right. the, that's all I want. I'll right. pay whatever that dollar amount is. That's what that's the one I want to pre-order. I don't want to have to find out that later on. Oh yeah, if you uh, bought the one at at Best Buy. That came with a 15-hour documentary on the Godzilla series. Oh, you didn't get that one, Kyle? No, (laughs) that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that stuff stresses me out. It's like, so I have a perfectly great DVD copy of the Ultra Q series, and it's beautiful. The black and white is gorgeous. There's no drama on the screen drops or anything. Like, it's beautiful. Yeah. So... What are they selling me on this Mill Creek version? You know, I wish I knew, Gretchen, because I did not get in on the review copies for oh. Ultra Q. It was one of those things where I saw it happening as they were being packed up. Like oh, Mill no. Creek Entertainment literally took a picture of a whole bunch of like the review copies going out in the mail. And I'm like, oh, like a total winner. I commented, oh, any way to get the Kaiju cast in on that? <laughs> like. <laughs> I but I this is the thing for me I don't need to rev- I don't need to do a review of Ultra Q we just did a killer Ultra Q episode oh, it was so you know? fun it was so much fun maybe I'll link it to it in the show notes if you haven't already heard it but anyway the deal is that I'm going to pre-order this I've already pre-ordered it anyway so you can at least see what it's like sure and see if you like the upgrade yeah before you buy I don't think the DVD I have has special features. I don't know what to expect for special features in this release. So we'll see. We'll yeah, see. Yeah. I'm very excited about it, though, because not only are they planning to release Ultra Q and Ultraman, but they're also planning on releasing the rest of the series. Oh, too. so they're going to do like Tiga and Gaia and um, all that? Okay, so there is an article on Sci-Fi Japan where they talk about this. They are planning to release every single show and every single movie, I think. What? Yeah, so it looks really good, right? Mm. Anyway. Hayata looks great. I'm really looking forward to seeing these in high definition. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I've actually seen a copy of the Japanese Blu-ray, right? It was on David's TV. And uh, one time August brought the the actual Japanese Blu-ray here. We watched some episodes. Oh, cool. So that was pretty cool. But seeing it on somebody's TV that has that like weird HD, everything looks too real. Everything looks like a soap opera. My brother has that on his <clears> TV. It's so, it's like, it's so intense. I can't even stand looking so at it. So watching the original Ultraman on that setting, Ooh, it makes it, I'm not kidding. Weird. It makes it look like someone's making fun of the original Ultraman. Because it the, <laughs> the like, compositing is gone and all that stuff. It looks so, it looks too realistic. Oh, like somebody's yikes. doing it today. Like, and I'm like. All right, where's the joke coming? No, wait, this is the original show. Anyway. (laughs) So, yeah, apparently they want to release pretty much every series, which is fantastic. I don't know what they're going to be releasing after uh, Ultraman, but there's... There's a article Ultra Q on the movie would be really great. Thanks, Mill Creek. We really appreciate you paying those subtitlers. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah. Get that on, get on that. Yeah. Actually, there's a bunch of Ultra series that I think haven't been released at all with subtitles, even in the fan communities. Oh, really? So, I, I mean, I have, like I said, I don't know that much about Ultra stuff just in general. And I've never really been part of the Ultraman fandom. 
like you mentioned, I'm way more into just the kaiju thing, the monster thing. So uh, definitely, definitely interested in these first two series. They're my favorite two of the entirety of the Ultraman series. So what about the Ultraman, the original Ultraman series itself, like the 66 series? I totally want to get that. I have, I have, so over the years, because of my kaiju love, I've collected like small like we're talking about different releases. Like mm-hmm. I've had like the Best Buy release and the Target release of like Ultraman, not specifically those brands, but just that I do have some smatterings of the first series. Yeah. I bet you do have the very first. Yeah. The, the it's $5. Yeah. yeah I totally I have, like yeah. with all the discs, like inside paper folds. Yep, that's the, f- I have I that. Have too, I have yeah. that. I have the Blu-ray version that was also like the paper folds. That's as well. funny. I don't have that one. <laughs> It's, it's like they're stacked on this or stacked on top of each other instead of like a hyper plastic link like inside. Oh, it's, no, I'm, not into it's that. disconcerting. <laughs> but I do have them and they're, I mean, like they've had them, I've kind of picked them up here and there, like birthday gifts and whatnot. So, sure. But this is like an official it's release, be beautiful. which is, this is why I'm getting it. I am a little bummed that they don't have the original English dub available in addition to having the Japanese language, which I'm glad they have the Japanese language on there too. But like, I really wish they could have squared away the rights so that they felt comfortable or they had the rights to do it, to include the original English dub because they were performed by some very classic American voice actors, or I should say English language voice actors. I don't know if they're all. Do you think it's because of litigious reasons? So I think And this is going to come into play in a little bit, too, in the next story we talk about. But I think the reason that Japanese companies don't – they don't automatically assume that they have the rights to that stuff. They probably shouldn't because the rights or the contracts that those people signed were very specific at the time. Right. They so were imagine to movie base, probably. Right. Not like or something like to extended release. Well, let's let's think of it in this way. Right. In 1966, mm-hmm. when these things were dubbed into English, do you think that there were any home video considerations? Oh, <laughs> like, gosh, no. They, you know what I mean, they probably didn't even think past like movie theaters. So so imagine today if you are the daughter of. Paul Freeze, the voice actor who, I don't know if he's still alive or not, but basically one of the voice actors, right? Is there part of the contract that says that you get anything? Like, now imagine you're in Subaraya's, you're a member of Subaraya Productions, and you're in charge of getting that stuff squared away. Where are those contracts from 1966 so that you can review them? You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) It's so it's a way for the Japanese uh, production companies to, you know, save themselves from any potential problems. And I get that. It's just too bad. Right. It's just it's a part of it's a part of the American nostalgia, especially, especially that. Yes. But it's more about when I have a Blu-ray of something, Mm. you know what? I want that Blu-ray to be the ultimate version. True. Not just have the series the ultra version ultimate version of (laughs) these series like i don't want just the show i want i want to see all the blu-ray stuff you know yeah all these little blu-rays that are coming out of individual ultra q episodes i'm like put all of those on the disc and And they did for mill creek no they did not no i'm sure they didn't no you know i'm very interested to see everything that does happen with these and you know if there's no 
if there are no extras, that's fine. But if there are extras, that'd be great. I don't know. There's uh, scrolling through the Amazon page right now. I saw your eyes, <laughs> your eyes the- narrowed because there's there are negative A reviews review. of things. It hasn't been released yet. <gasps> Rude. I know. Sorry, I should. Kaiju fast that. food. Who are you? <laughs> Rude. <laughs> anyway, the listeners can't see what we're looking at, but basically it's coming out very soon. I mean, October 15th is when Ultra Q is going to get released and Ultraman. Why does it only have three stars and it's not even out? <laughs> I know. People it doesn't are make so sense. mean. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gretchen. <laughs> oh. Anyway, I'm looking forward to seeing how these releases go. I'm hoping, hoping that we get something more than just the series. That's all yeah. I'm saying. It's like, if it's a Blu-ray release, I wish it would be more than just the series. I'm with you. Bare I- Bones, I don't think it's necessary for a Blu-ray release. Yeah. If I just put in a Blu-ray and it's just the movie, <laughs> come on. I mean, just the series? It's or just, just like, the series. There's no, like, um, commentary or, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... Commercials. It's going to be just shoot. like the DVD. There's so, nothing... <laughs> A classic release, you know, to talk about is the Destroy All Monsters release from um, Tokyo Shock and uh, Media Blasters. They originally put out this one without Toho's permission that was like the ultimate version. It was so freaking cool. It had the AIP dub on it, the international dub and the Japanese language tracks. It also had um, a photo gallery and a whole thing with like, I think all the trailers were on there. A whole bunch of the English language stuff was on oh, there. Man, that's awesome. However, I got one and I'm happy I have one. But then Toho was like, what? We didn't okay this. And they made them pull them all from the shelves. I bet. Got really upset at them. So you don't want to mess with those Japanese companies. You want to play ball with them, which I know can be a frustrating thing. I think this is actually a perfect opportunity for us to segue into the next release, which is actually Criterion. Janus Films, a.k.a., is putting out Godzilla, the Showa-era films, in an entire collection for their 1,000 spine. So they have their spines numbered, right? Like books, like, uh, you know. Oh, yeah. Each one is numbered, and the one for 1,000, the, <laughs> the entry for 1,000 mm-hmm. is the Godzilla Showa-era films. That's all 15 of the original films presented in... I believe they all have their Japanese language versions. That's yeah, I hear that's the that's the rub. I also hear that they're not all including the uh English dubs. That's the rub I hear. So that's the other side of the rub. I'm all yeah. Eh. yeah, Gretchen's like, that's exactly what I want. Right. This is <laughs> the perfect collection for me. Not yeah. to mention the artwork on it. Like I, I love the artwork. I heard the there's part. drama there, but I'm not even like I'm not even recognizing that. This is beautiful. The only drama that I can get behind is that one of my favorite movies monster zero has a pretty weak design cover okay that's a little bit on the like i mean that's the vapor wave action a little bit (laughs) he's got the i know like the it's like planet x it's just alien there are some really so let's talk about this for a bit okay so the criterion collection is going to be releasing all 15 of these movies they are releasing them in um a series of discs in one collection and those collections are it's almost like a booklet it's and so gorgeous formatting. each each movie has its own artwork for that 
like a, a new movie poster that's been created for that movie. And I am on board with 90% of them. I would say 99%, but I think statistically, if it's only 15 movies, we got to just say 90. Yeah. Some really great stuff in here. One of my favorite comic book artists, Becky Cloonan, did the artwork for Godzilla vs. Gigan. So I'm just over the moon <laughs> with that awesome. one. Sophie Campbell's Destroy All I like Monsters. I like the Destroy All Monsters so one. So beautiful. So cute. And uh, they're great. Which other ones the do you like? The Fedora one. Oh, that's Jeff Darrow, the guy who yeah. did Big Guy and Rusty. I want to see. That one is such a good, like, he's such a pretty boy. So, like, <laughs> he's golden in this one. <laughs> The colors I've heard people complain about too, because, but seriously, this like this is what people should understand, and hopefully they will understand, is that Criterion isn't doing this for the Godzilla fans; they're doing this for the Criterion fans. They're doing right. this for the diehard film fans. This is a huge, huge honor in a sense for the Godzilla original Godzilla series to be included in this. Literally, right. If somebody had told me Godzilla versus Megalon will be part of the Criterion, I wouldn't collection, believe it for a second. I would have pushed that person down. Right, and well, and on top Get of that, of okay. Here. So let's let's be like let's be talk about film, right? So Akira Kurosawa's films are a Criterion collection. Yes, David Lynch's films are Criterion collection. Like, I mean. I could go on and on. They so have a thousand. Th it's amazing <laughs> to me that like yeah. Godzilla films are part of the Criterion Collection. As a fan of Godzilla, I'm like, heck yeah, of course they should be on there. As a film fan, I'm like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> well, hopefully a lot of people will take note of this. And if they get the set, which is a fairly pricey set. But I think it's worth I mean, it if you I'm, break I'm it down. It. I'm going to get it. So let's talk about some of the things. I mean, obviously, very quickly, just because I'm a nerd, I got to go. Godzilla, Godzilla raids again. King Kong <laughs> versus Godzilla. Martha versus Godzilla. And I'm saying the Japanese names because this we're getting the Japanese versions for right. most of them. Uh, so it's Mothra versus Godzilla, Godzilla, or Gita the Three-Headed Monster, Invasion of Astro Monster, a.k.a. Monster Zero, Godzilla mm -hmm. versus the Sea Monster, or, oh, what are they calling it here? Are they calling it that? Oh, no. No, they're calling it Ebira, Horror of the Deep. Yeah. That's totally fine. I actually like that that name way better. Son of Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters. Scary. All Monsters Attack, Godzilla vs. Hedera, Godzilla vs. Gaiken, Godzilla vs. Megalon, Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, and Terror of Mechagodzilla. All of those will be part of the set. I believe there's like, it's not 15 discs. I think there's multiple movies on single discs oh really they're not each getting their own there's so here's what i will say it's i'm very happy with this release just because it is part of the criterion collection it's so but it's stunning. still not the ultimate godzilla release which we'll never get you right. listeners please understand the wheels of industry are against us in this <laughs> and it sucks but like what we were just talking about about ultraman not being able to get the original dubs, the exact same thing is happening with Toho. Toho doesn't feel like they have the rights or they don't have the rights to those original dubs. Why go through the hassle of trying to pay for something that they don't need to have? You know, they can release these movies as they are in their Japanese format here through Criterion. And yes, I'm sure the Criterion people would have loved to include all this stuff. And I know that as a fan 
I think I even said in, in past episodes, man, if anybody can do this, Criterion can do it. Yeah. Well, looks like Toho is a little more powerful than Criterion. They, <laughs> did not, they did not give them access to everything. But it's really cool that we're getting such a release. And I really like, you know, I love half the artwork for those <laughs> movies. And I really enjoy almost all of the other ones. It's just a couple of them that I'm like, well, that's a little weird. <laughs> Yeah, there are some interesting choices, but I think that's also like taking in the aesthetic of like youth today kind of thing. It's also, again, not for us necessarily, not for Godzilla fans. So you're going to get some things that don't make sense. But there are some absolutely just stunning pieces. Like I'm just going to click on the Godzilla versus Gigan one because it is so pretty. Look at that lightning around Gigan and Godzilla. Yeah, some people, um, you know, there's... There's a valid point that they're making, you know, it's a it's a bummer when you see something like the Godzilla uh the Mothra versus Godzilla one and they're like, "Oh, well that artist took a X plus figure from 2003's Godzilla and used that as the model." And that's the kind of thing that I'm talking about like don't don't worry about that stuff. This isn't made for the hardcore fans. Unfortunately, it's not the ultimate. They wanted box a look. Set. They wanted a certain Godzilla aesthetic for that. I think they basically just said, "Hey, artists, do what you want here." Right. You know, and the artists did what they want, and they they made their art, and they did it mostly very very well. I think. Uh, in terms of extra features, though, that's something that uh, we should definitely talk about because I think there's even been some news recently about that. What have you heard about? What is going to be included on this set, Gretchen? I've just been hearing the, mostly the rub about people being upset about the not having the English um, dubbing on there. Eh, I'm sorry, you guys. <laughs> yeah, I like your reaction. It's it's the right reaction, in my opinion. <laughs> so just talking about extra features, there's been an update recently. So we'll talk about this first because it's been the most recent update. Jim Cirinella, uh actually shared a link that says that they... Uh, we'll also be including the unused special effects collection, which is a small, short, little collection of unused footage. But they'll be including that as part of the special features for the Choa Aerith box set. I want to see that kind of stuff. I want to see the. I want to see the suits. I want. I mean, I want to see the photos. Right? I don't care what if we have to see it like as a formatted photo gallery. I just want to see that stuff. It'd be great to show that stuff. Toho is very uh, notorious for demanding money for individual items. Like if yeah. you want to have, if you want to have a still of Godzilla in your documentary with Toho's permission, you got to pay Toho for that still, and yeah. you have to pay for every single one. There's no blanket; you can use anything, not for Toho at least. And so, unfortunately, <laughs> that's a thing that's a thing that the the criterion collection is going to have to have dealt with and have to deal with well i hope that they have some things because i mean it's that's that's a lot of money to ask people that are i mean not godzilla fans to buy it is so if i was like going at this for like blind you know saying that going at this as a film fan Mm -hmm. i one of the things i like on especially on like is on these special features is mm-hmm. to be able to see like behind the scenes and like, especially if it's like effects based, I always want to see like the practical effects and how they're done. I love to see behind the curtain, so to speak. 
Well, I love that stuff too, and I, that's what I think should be on these Blu-rays. Like, I mean, that's what I want. It would be when a real bad thing for them not to, considering how long people have waited for this packaging to happen. On top of like it being a Criterion release, and on top of that being you know Blu-ray and all that stuff. So, so we've talked about the movies. We've yeah. talked about the movies artwork. Let's talk about what we're getting. So this is straight off the Criterion website. We'll actually do this before we go into the uh, the, the more special features. But we've got you know HD transfers of all fifteen Godzilla films, which have apparently, if I remember correctly, these have been given to them from Toho. But then Criterion has gone through and made their own upgrades to the HD transfers from Toho, which is a good thing. Right. A that means if you have the Criterion disc, it won't look exactly like your Toho disc. It'll look hopefully better. Mm. Some complaints have happened in the past from uh, Toho's discs. Anyway, uh, so there's that. You also will get an HD transfer of Godzilla King of the Monsters from 1956, which is less exciting if you already have the 1954 slash 56 release from Criterion. Yeah. H- hands up myself. You have that too? I do have 1954 Godzilla. <laughs> you know, the thing about... The thing about this, I can understand anybody who already has a lot of these movies. Like, I've been buying these movies on Blu-ray and DVD and VHS. You know, I have a lot of these movies already. So, for me, this is just adding to the collection in a sense. But I can totally see someone who, you know, might not have the kind of money to just drop on this. Because, as we've said, actually, we have not said, this set, I believe, retails at like 200 bucks. On Amazon, it's 160 right now. Yes, and on Diabolic DVD, I believe you can get it for 157.99. Heck yeah, shipped. people, get on these things. <laughs> so uh, yes, anyway, but I'm just saying, like, it's a 200 dollars price tag if you're not looking for that deal, and it can just be like sticker shock. Like, whoa, I already have these movies on DVD. Why do I need them in this format? And you might not because you need them all together. <laughs> See, I've never been like that. I've been the kind of guy to make my own DVD cases and covers and make my own set of stuff. But really, this uh, this set, I would say if if you're not as interested in getting the original movies as they kind of originally were were done, then maybe this set isn't for you. Yeah. You know? And really, the thing that sucks is that they're not going to release these individually. I'm OK with that. Here's why that sucks. Because money-wise. <laughs> sure. No, no. Oh, yeah. You don't want to have to spend the extra money. So they should release them individually because they are releasing movies like King Kong versus Godzilla in the Japanese format, which has never been released here in America. Many people said it couldn't be done, but Criterion did it. Oh. The fact that they are releasing that film is huge. That is probably the biggest special feature, I would say, that this series has. Like, if you Which think about it. Which section is it going to be in? <laughs> well, I think what I read is that it's actually going to be included as a special feature. Oh, that's Japanese cool. Version. That's I, cool. Or, or maybe it'll be the opposite. I don't really remember. But the fact that they're including it, there also will be some, uh, what were you pointing at? The International English Language Dub Tracks for... Invasion of Astro Monster, a.k.a. Monster Zero, Son of Godzilla, Destroy All Monsters, Godzilla vs. Megalon, and Godzilla vs. Mechagodzilla, and Terror of Mechagodzilla. What's the 
problem. The last four of those movies, Megalon, Mechagodzilla, and Terror of Mechagodzilla, those four movies don't have an alternate dub. So those are the movies. Those are the dubs that people know. Mm-hmm. Those particular ones. Invasion of Astro Monster. Luckily for everybody, the international dub is also the AIP dub because that movie was a co-production. Hmm. No problems there. However, to be brutally honest, <laughs> Son of Godzilla and Destroy All Monsters international dubs are absolutely grating to the ears. Oh, no. See, I've never heard of them, so. <laughs> don't. Don't. I oh, don't man, suggest that's it. hysterical. I mean, sorry. Actually, you know, what I will say is Son of Godzilla is better than Godzilla versus the Sea Monster or Ebira, Horror of the Deep. The... The voice actor that they got to play one of those human characters is absolutely just irritating. (laughs) So I can't stand that dub. And that's, you know, for me, I grew up on a different dub (laughs) from that movie. You know what I mean? Okay. And so, like, same thing for Destroy All Monsters. First time I heard the international dub, I was like, this is weird. Why does this sound weird? I didn't even know the differences between them. Oh, really? And then I found out later on. Yeah. So anyway, those movies feature the international dub. There you go. There's also some audio commentaries, but to be honest, they're the same commentaries from David Callett that are on the 1954 release. So there's a commentary for Gojira and a commentary for Godzilla, King of the Monsters. This is a cool special feature. They have an interview with director Ishiro Honda which was conducted by Yoshimitsu Bano in oh. 1990. So that's pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah. Didn't Bano just recently pass away? Yeah, somewhat recently, yeah. Oh, man. See, that's great. Yeah. Uh, they have a featurette on Godzilla's photographic effects, which may have also come from that 1954 set. Like we mentioned earlier, the Toho Unused Special Effects Complete Collection will be on there. That also, in addition to having, like, unused footage and some um, deleted scenes. Uh, Oh, actually, which hopefully will be subtitled. That would be awesome if it's all subtitled because they'll have interviews with Honda, Tomiyuki Tanaka, uh, Teriyushi Nakano and more people. So that's cool. That's what you're looking for. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, that's exactly what I want to see. They've interviewed Alex Cox about his admiration for the Showa era Godzilla films. I must not have answered the phone when they called me for that. Who so, is Alex Cox? <laughs> Alex Cox is the director of Repo Man. Oh, really? Huge Godzilla fan. That's awesome. Yeah, actually, when I Steve failed Reifel, at life not knowing that uh, Alex okay. Cox. Steve Rifle and Ed Goducheski and Norman England, when they made Bringing Godzilla Down to Size, they yeah. got him to do the narration for it. That's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. Let's see. What else is on I here? I love Repo Man, too. <laughs> it's a great film. I just, it's, it's never been one of those movies that's like, I don't have a huge nostalgia for it. So I've yeah. only seen it like a few times. Oh, it's like my punk rock years. Exactly. There's a lot of people that I know that are like that. There's like, it was a pivotal move, a pivotal movie moment for them. Yeah. Anyway, there's other stuff. They've got interviews with uh, Ben Furuya, Sugatoshi <laughs> Komada. Seriously. I, I mean, that's a name that I'm not familiar with. Haruo Nakajima, Akira Takarada. They've got an interview with Akira Ifukube, oh. an old one, an old interview, and effects technician Yoshio Irei and Eizo Kaimai. I believe 
Yeah, they've got some more stuff from the Godzilla. It's like less interesting, right? To see if it's the exact same stuff that's on the Godzilla oh, disc. That's a shame. Interview that same audio essay. Tadao Sato and an audio essay. Yeah, Illustrated just, audio essay. Was that from, it says it's from 2011. I guess it's also on that disc. I just don't remember it. Me either. And then plus trailers. That's cool. Trailers are always good. Uh, brand new English subtitles. That's good. I actually, so here's, let me say this about Japanese movies when they get brought over to America. I think we talked about this recently in another episode. A lot of them are fan subbed. Yes. Fan subbed. So what you're having to do is you're having to put your faith in that translator (laughs) to do a good job subtitling, to do a good job translating and interpreting. Correct. So we've seen great stuff in the past, and we've seen lame stuff in the past. Sony did oh, a man. did a bad job on some of their subtitles. Very minor bad jobs on otherwise fine productions of you know subtitles. But like in GMK, for example, they shoot the missile at Godzilla in underwater, and Godzilla reacts turns Ghidra's head and it hits Ghidra mm-hmm. and the reaction from the Japanese characters is like, damn it. Cause they missed essentially they shot the missile and it hit the wrong target. But in the American version, they make them sound like they're glad they hit Ghidra. It's just really weird that you can change <laughs> things by, by screwing up a subtitle. Yeah. You could change the tonality and whatnot. Oh. I saw a subtitle recently in a, this terror, this horror movie called um, Sadako versus Kayako. Uh-huh, yeah. And the subtitles were like supposed to be like monk chanting and it was oh, all yes. Alohomora. It was like Harry Potter <laughs> spells. That was hilarious. It was funny, but I was like, oh, that kind of takes you out of that. Definitely takes the seriousness out of it. It <laughs> definitely takes the serious out of the death match between Sadako <laughs> Don't hate from him. the ring and Kayako from the Juon films. <laughs> First up, I'm not hating on anything. I love those movies. But oh, man. I'm just saying fan subs, fan subs. So, uh, yes, it'll be nice to have, I guess what we could probably consider to be like the be all end all official translations for these movies, you know, just as a, as for someone who might not have seen these movies subtitled before, a lot of times you'll see these inconsistencies. You're like, well, which one is right? You know? Yeah. Anyway, uh, and then the last thing they say on here is a lavishly illustrated deluxe hardcover book featuring an essay by cinema historian Steve Rifle. Oh, nice. Cinema historian, kaiju cast guest and friend Steve Rifle. It does not say all that on the page. <laughs> and notes uh, notes on the film by cinema historian Ed Gojicheski. His body. Yeah, totally. That is actually pretty cool. It was cool meeting those guys, like when they came for Mothra and like went to the Moon and Sixpence afterwards. Yeah, I had a beer with Steve after uh, at G-Fest. I think technically it was actually after G-Fest, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So there you go. That's the top news stories that we wanted to talk about. And there, I think we we talked quite a lot about we them. We do. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. Yeah. So there's a couple other things that I want to talk about just briefly. Because sure. like I said, San Diego Comic-Con happened. Because like, so the, the Ultraman via Milk Creek Entertainment, that news dropped right at the beginning or right before G-Fest. And then San Diego Comic-Con happened. And at San Diego Comic-Con, Toho had a booth. And I think we mentioned that in the episode where we talked about G-Fest stuff. But yeah, Chris Mowry, uh, who has been on the podcast before, apparently working for Toho now, was That's doing awesome. like working at their booth. 
which looked great. My buddy Dell and his uh, brother Jonathan were down there mm-hmm. in their Godzilla happy coats, yeah. working the booth Bless with Shinji sure Nishikawa. Hot. Oh man! Well, actually, you know the, that. To be honest, I've been there, right? I've been in that hall. Yeah. Because the ceilings are so massive, it's not bad. Wow. It's just if you're in a fancy it, that of convention that that's enough. They have like a billion foot high ceilings in that structure. It's oh, huge. wow. I'm sure it's not that big. But yeah. For the record. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> well, it's a good time to be a Godzilla fan, Ren. Anytime in America when oh a Godzilla God. film comes out, it's like it becomes like like awesome gold for us because we get to be fans that are living through this and then meeting like new fans of course oh absolutely absolutely just being a fan of this and having it be like everybody talking about the thing that you dig yeah yeah that is pretty cool and it's pretty cool that toho was at san diego comic-con like that's a that's a big bold move on their part i'm hoping they do that more like this is their, their only year that they do that so I saw a lot of great photos. They had killer props on display. They had the destroyer head, the oxygen destroyer. They had, uh, I believe, a Mazer tank. They had the Orca. That's right. The they movie. did. They had a whole the bunch orca. of stuff on display. Uh, Shinji Nishikawa did a live art demo. Yeah. Cool. Made some cool artwork. Uh, I think he did some signings too. Anyway, it was awesome. I'll have a link in the show notes to some stuff from that. In addition to being there, Toho has also bumped up their English language presence. They now have official English language social media platforms. You can follow them on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm sure the rest of them are coming if they're not already in place. Speaking of Toho officially doing things, Gretchen, did you want to talk a little bit about some of the videos that you've noticed on the official Godzilla YouTube channel, the Japanese one? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> that is so cute. I just happened across it the other day, like, because I'm, I'm subscribed. And so my little bell rung and said, go check this out. And it was, it was God's, it was, I, I guess I haven't had a chance to like really listen to it super well, but okay. it's. Godzilla and Minya, Minya and ba- Son of Godzilla. Yes, and then like, <laughs> Mothra's it's, it's not, in the so, beginning. It's little Godzilla, little Godzilla, <laughs> but yeah. So like the way they describe their names is it's what's so funny is like I was trying to like they were calling themselves um like the Godzilla family or the Godzilla like group. They were they're terribly cute. You guys, it's adorable. It's adorable. Let's see what this page translates to say. And the puppets are really adorable. They have these gorgeous like glass eyes in them or plastic eyes or whatever, <laughs> but it's like the volume go, of go Godzilla, Godzilla three brothers. Go, go Godzilla. <laughs> oh my goodness. Now just using, I know you're not supposed to do this. Just using the Google translate. It says every Friday around 5 PM. Oh, well, this is happening. You Hashtag guys. Goji Ban begins. Godzilla. Goji Raccoon. That's right. I heard him say that. <laughs> Minya and anyway, Little Brothers. So there's some interesting videos. Yeah, let's say it that way. Some interesting videos have been posted to the official Godzilla channel. You should check them out, especially it's if you like adorable Godzilla Wonderful, things. you guys. And whimsical. Wonderful and whimsical. They have been posting Godzilla Island. You can watch Godzilla Island. It doesn't yeah. stop you from watching it. That's like one of the worst things about trying to share Japanese YouTube videos is like when you get that little thing that says, this is not available in your country. No, you can watch all of Godzilla Island on here. And it's not, it doesn't have subtitles, you guys. So sorry about that. But 
it's fun and if you're totally great. lost you should write to them on youtube <laughs> and just be like i don't get what's happening please subtitle this maybe they'll listen maybe send them a message on twitter now right we'll wait wait just kidding <laughs> so uh that's cool i think that's awesome all of that cool stuff from toho and expanding their godzilla empire into the west Well, like how would a normal like if somebody was how would they even find that channel honestly geez you'd have to first it'd have to be shared right that's yeah. one of those things if you're not looking i'm gonna for share Japanese this on my stuff, facebook page for people because definitely i want people to see this and yeah it's in the show notes but <laughs> but also post it yeah share yeah. that stuff it's so much fun you guys okay so we're gonna go ahead and move along to some other real quick news mm-hmm. at san diego comic-con famous monsters of Filmland had a booth and X plus was displaying their stuff there. So they had the gigantic 2019 Godzilla figure, which is massive. The thing is huge. Uh, they are apparently doing some distribution for X plus. So fingers crossed that all works out for X plus in the long run. I really, really hope that does because of course my friends work at X plus and I want them, want them to be successful. Speaking of toys that were on display at uh, at San Diego Comic-Con, this is the last one I'll talk about before we move along. There's a company called Art Spirits. They've done some other Godzilla figures in the past. I haven't really paid too much attention to them because they're kind of like X+, the stuff up here, right? Mm-hmm. Highly detailed, maybe not as big as these, maybe a little bit shorter. And so because I generally collect the X+, stuff, I haven't been looking at their their variety what they've been releasing which has not been a lot but apparently they're doing a series of the monsters from king of the monsters the 2019 versions oh wow holy moly the rodan is the best thing i've seen of rodan so far the eyes really good and it's not so much the eyes because it was an unpainted prototype but Mm -hmm. basically the sculpt of him it's like he's come his taking off from the mountain oh neat. it looks super badass and when i saw that and they're doing ghidra and godzilla i'm assuming they will eventually do mothra as well i just kind of said to myself you know what that it's probably going to be better for my collection to get those as the sort of be all end all versions rather than trying to do the x plus stuff in the same series you're because gonna cheat on jisong well, only because this makes more sense with the amount of room I have in this room. <laughs> it's true, <laughs> like, it's true. Can you imagine if if I was doing the Godzilla King of the Monsters four monsters? Where would you that, put it? Exactly. <laughs> where would they go? They well, the Godzilla would go that. there with these guys. Oh my god! No, he can't fit. This is already packed. I just got the nineteen sixty four B Godzilla, and like it, it, you can't fit any more Godzillas behind my head here. Anyway, so I'm really looking forward to seeing. These, I believe they're supposed to be coming out in November, which is cool because it gives me a, like quite a bit of time before I have to order it. But yeah, they while look really good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Right while I'm in Japan. <laughs> but actually, it'd be cool if I could see them in Japan. Oh, yeah. If I had the opportunity to buy them in Japan and like not have to pay for the shipping. Although the boxes will probably be so big, I'll have to ship them anyway. <laughs> so I'll have a link in the show notes to some of that stuff. It's pretty cool, especially... Like I said, the amount, the size of these things, I think a huge, a huge Ghidra figure would just dominate my collection. I don't want that. Also, speaking of Godzilla King of the Monsters, 
August 27th is the street date for the DVD Blu-ray release. Hmm. And I think next week, this week, maybe next week, is the release of the digital version. Oh, cool. So I have been waiting very patiently for a high-quality version of this movie to be delivered to my digital player so I can press stop and look at all the little Easter eggs in this movie. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to that. I will have a link in the show notes to an article on Sci-Fi Japan detailing all of those crazy different releases for Godzilla King of the Monsters. We've talked a lot about Ultraman on this episode. One of the directors from Ultraman, the original 1966 series, is Akio Jisoji. We talked to Konaka about him. Mm. You know, He's the one Ultraman director that I can bring up because I know his name and I know he has a very distinct style. Anyway, he apparently directed a Buddhist trilogy, and that is coming out through Arrow Academy Video later on this month. And I am very interested in seeing it because I really like his directing style in Ultraman. I'll have a link in the show notes to the Sci-Fi Japan article about it. Uh, But I was just like, that's cool. I want to share that. So there you go. It has been shared. (laughs) Uh, Also, Sci-Fi Japan has an article to... Jungle. Okay, so remember when we went to LA and we went to Little Tokyo? Yeah. There was that shop that had all the tokusatsu figures and stuff. That's Jungle. Anyway, Jungle has shops in Japan too. And they have like different ones like Jungle Anime, Jungle something else. Like it's all like, remember because that building had like different shops that were all related to Jungle. In Little Tokyo, yes. Yeah. They had a couple shops like that. But in Japan, they have like, they have a couple in Akihabara. Oh, okay. They have one in Osaka. At least one in Osaka. Anyway, uh, <clears throat> they've been apparently working with Naoki Endo from CCP Toys. We talked about him being at G-Fest this year. Yeah. And they have announced a new Hedera figure. Wow. Have you seen this? No, I haven't seen it. Okay. Let me Unless get... they posted it to the Hedora fan club group that I'm in. I would imagine that they did because it basically what? features like the Hedera's eyeball. eyeball has a little picture of the 1971 I think I saw this, but I wasn't really paying attention. It was like lost in scroll. There you go. Oh, my goodness. He's a big boy. I cannot collect this thing. It's too big. (laughs) Can I just have the eyeball? No, you just want the eyeball. Actually, you remember YMSF at the show? They actually have released these like adorable Hedra, like mad ball versions of Hedra. Yeah. And a rubber ducky version of Hedra. Hedra is big right now. Everybody's loving that smog monster now that our planet is dying. <laughs> like, why? Uh, okay, so moving right along, the last thing I wanted to mention is that Rego and Raiga, Shinpei Hayashiya's movies, have officially been released for pre-order. That means you can now pre-order them. Uh, and so there will be a link in the show notes both to a Sci-Fi Japan article and where you can actually pre-order and where you can actually pre-order those movies. They're coming uh, out for my birthday. Are they going to be out for your birthday? Uh, mid-September. In September? That's awesome. Yay. I already I already pre-ordered mine because I was a nerd. It's on my I was list. like ready. <laughs> I was like fingers at the ready. This is what I was talking about. Like I, I have to pre-order this stuff because I have a collection of these movies. If I miss out on one of these movies and I can't get it later, I get really irate. <laughs> <laughs> You don't want to be around me when I have to pay triple the original price of something. I shut up pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. I'll be in the backyard when the rain just be like, why? <laughs> why? Anyway, 
that's a that's gonna do it for this episode. I think we've talked enough about the Godzilla news. Yeah. Important stuff that you needed to know. You know, we could cover a couple little things real quick. We are going to be at Rose City Comic Con. We will be that's here in Portland, Oregon, by the way. Yeah. September thirteenth, fourteenth, and fifteenth, I believe. Correct. Something like that. 14th is a Saturday, right? Mm -hmm. Why do we know that, Gretchen? Because it's my birthday. It's Gretchen's birthday. So, (laughs) convention birthday. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be super exciting. (laughs) The whole convention will be celebrating your birthday. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But we are going to have a panel at uh on saturday at i believe 1 p.m cool and then we're also going to have our listener party saturday night at killer burger downtown in portland all of these things will eventually make themselves available as things that you can click on and look at on facebook and so forth that's next week that's next month (laughs) don't do that (laughs) oh man yeah that would be freaky so that's next month don't forget of course at the end of this month You've got the Hollywood Theater showing four classic Godzilla movies. And of course, because I'm such a swell guy, I'll of course mention Bob Johnson's event, Bay Area Film Events, uh, Godzilla Fest happening in San Francisco the weekend before, which I'm actually flying down for. Which is awesome. Yeah, I'm super psyched. Fingers crossed that the interview happens. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I'll say right now. But uh, a lot of cool stuff happening. like you mentioned, great time to be a Godzilla fan, a kaiju fan, somebody who just likes to immerse themselves in everything Godzilla because it's an onslaught of inf- like cool stuff happening. All right. Anything else to add before we wrap this up? Gretchen's like literally like not saying anything. She doesn't want to even go further in this conversation, get off on another tangent. So we'll wrap this up. Well, actually, we got a request in from Warren. He wanted to hear Godzilla from Method of Destruction. We'll send you guys off on your way with this uh, old school track. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, see you for the next episode. Jamata.